call it in the ring. Uh, what's up, Joel? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, just a week, just every other week, just another day. Uh, nothing's changed, you know. What are, what are you up to, Tim? How you doing? I don't know. You didn't you didn't pick up what I was putting down with the what's up, Joel? Like the what's up, Doc? Because of all the bunny themed things. And how we should do a Space Jam, but wrestling-based thing at some point. Just saying. Get Bugs, get Bugs Bunny in there. Get, get him Power Slam by John Cena. But like with one ear, right? One yeah, ear one when ear, we go? Ear. Yeah, someone's got to lose a limb. You know? Maybe don't zip up the costume the whole way. <laughs> it's asking a lot. We're just going to CGI it in after. Get it in post. Wonderful. Yeah, And if you want to CGI your support in for us, you can like the video for us. Huh? How about that? Hit that subscribe button, tap the bell, and get your notifications. You know where to do it. It's right below. It's on this video right here. Do it right now. We got an hour, a tight hour, because NXT debuts tonight on Tuesdays. And this is the time slot that we took because we're crazy people, because it's Mania, and it's the Raw after Mania, and we have so much to discuss, because guess what? We had a great show, and a not great show, and then we gotta do talk about a great show, and, and then what might be coming out of that great show. Are you ready to make the sprint of sprints, my Yeah, friend? let's do it. Let's try it. Let's try to cover as much as we can. Oh, WrestleMania night one, we begin with <gasps> rain delays. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And promos that came from that. <laughs> Accidental. Yeah. Just random, unexpected, off the cuff stuff that was pretty solid. Like I said, just give uh, KO the mic. Let him go for as long as you need. Pay him extra. I felt, one, please. I felt so bad for KO because during that promo, I had to go back and re listen to it. All of a sudden, things start getting distorted and really bad with the microphone. And it turns out it's actually because Byron Saxton's mic was short circuiting on the air. Hilarious. Got wet, I yeah. see, eh? Pardon? Got wet. Yeah, I got wet because then they're all wearing their ponchos and hiding under the uh, the, the ring tarp. It was uh, not the best way to start a WrestleMania, but for the first time ever, WrestleMania hit a rain delay. I mean, you sell your soul. 37 years later, it's going to come back to haunt you, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually, you know. <laughs> God finally realized wrestling ain't good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we get into the raw side of things... Let's talk about the SmackDown matches because SmackDown is coming up on Friday. We got plenty of time to get to that show on Friday. Until then, we can talk about the SmackDown matches. We'll start with the main event of main events with Sasha Banks dropping her SmackDown women's title to Bianca Belair. A, a match that was huge, not only for representation, for women in wrestling, for anyone who really is a fan of either of these women. Uh, they put on an excellent match. It had historic context, uh, and it was just well-deserved for both women to be in that spot. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, it was an, like an, a, an awesome match. Like, honestly, one of the night one kind of re renewed my interest in wrestling, period. <laughs> and uh, Bianca did very, very well. Uh, the match the two of them put together was amazing. They did some callbacks to other things that was that were really, like, nice little touches. And that, that, that hair whip... <laughs> was Whoa. so loud <laughs> it was so loud and so impactful too i mean sasha you saw the welt on the side of her uh, on the side of her body afterwards that's intense that is from hair man that's passion Ooh. baby <laughs> there's another spot in the match that's recently been highlighted and that's the 450 spot i don't know if you saw this but um it was when yeah so bianca goes for the 450 splash uh not once but twice first time she misses sasha gets the legs up and you know instead of freaking out they continue the match. Bianca builds, you know, to to doing it again so that she can get the victory. Now, mm -hmm. that 450 spot, actually, that's, by the way, that's the move that sold me on Bianca Belair when she was learning how to be a wrestler. That's something I saw in a little bit of spotlight promo that they did in NXT for her. So back at Phoenix TakeOver, this was 2019, January. She had a match against Shayna Baszler for that NXT Women's Championship. She went for that 450 splash. She missed it. She freaked out instead of doing anything to kind of get back on track. And then she lost. She got caught in that Carafuda clutch. And Shayna Baszler retained her title that night. And nobody knew what to think of Bianca Belair. Yep. And then here we are, you know, almost two years later. And she did the 450. First time was the knees up. And then all of a sudden, she got back into the match, hit it again, and got eventually the KOD and got the pin. And I thought that was a really neat 
bit of storytelling, you know, down the line. It was really, really good. Like, yeah, long term, very well put together, like shows that they did their research and that they took this very seriously and just did like something special and meaningful and and, like kind of deep to it, which is nice. Yeah. Sasha sold, pardon the pun, like a boss. Yeah. And she looked good in defeat. She has a lot of, of high stock coming out of it. She still got a lot of offense in. And at the end of the day, it made Bianca's night. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really, really well done. Couldn't couldn't be happier with the outcome of that match. And it didn't drag on unnecessarily. It was like perfect. Yep. Less than 20 minutes. Most of that night was was mostly sub 20 minute matches. Very good. Very easy to digest for a WrestleMania night one. We had night two. The main event from that one, again, going to SmackDown. We had the triple threat for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defends successfully against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Now, what were you expecting coming into the match? What came out of it? I mean, I expected Roman to retain, and he did. So no surprise on that front. It was, you know, part of me was hoping that we'd, that we'd see Jimmy involved at some point, but I, I still don't know what his timeline is like. Um, it, it honestly surprised me. I went in with kind of low expectations. They did the, the double spear <laughs> that we've talked about. <laughs> we were joking about it for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to make that look like as cool as I imagined it, but it was fun. Uh, the match itself blew me away. Like it, it was much, much better than I expected. Truly. Like I, I, I knew it was going to be good, but it was, I really enjoyed it. And there was a lot of novelty in it for me, which I like shocked that can still be found. So especially in yeah. three guys who've been around that long. Jay Uso getting involved immediately in the match in a triple threat because there's no DQ. Perfect. That's a great you do. decision. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that uh, the headbutt, not the flying headbutts, but the headbutt spot during that double submission that you loved so much with <laughs> Roman having his face full of pipe. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the headbutt spot there actually came from Daniel Bryan. That's perfightful. And all three men, they look dominant. Roman stacking up the bodies and doing oh what he always does. Oh my God, it was perfect. That was the best finish to that match. But you know what he did again? He cheated to win. Yeah. Someone eventually has to come back and call him on it because we still haven't had a one-on-one straight up defense of that universal championship for Roman Reigns. Oh, it was damn good. That finish was so awesome. Like him just stacking him up and then like piling on leg, a little lifting like he's weeing on him. (laughs) The big (laughs) dog. People afterwards with their little conspiracy theories of, you know, Roman's Roman didn't have edges, uh, shoulders on the mat. They were on. They the were mat. on the mat. Like it, it was like a weirdly well crafted pin because Edge was like, you know, his hips were on top of Daniel. His shoulders are yeah. on the mat. You know, they all knew how to be positioned for a double pin scenario. I it's think also it silly. It's silly. Like it's what? What do you want? What do you want from that? There are matches where two people pile onto one person to pin them like that, and that counts for some reason. Exactly. Like he was. <laughs> Roman was always scheduled to win, by the way, for anyone who thought differently. That was perfightful as well. So, uh, again, a really good match. Continuing on. uh, Two good matches that really delivered Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Again, Cesaro gets his big moment, does his 23 spins in a row. He does nine earlier in the match. He does the UFO swing to finish the match. It was just mid-card attraction match. It didn't have any special like title on the line. It was just two guys who wanted to beat the crap out of each other. Seth didn't want to get swung. He still got swung. Both men shone. They looked good. They shined, if you yeah. will. Yeah, it was beautiful. And like, I had never seen the UFO. So that was amazing to me. Like, <laughs> apparently, I was reading something where apparently he was just kind of protecting it. Like, he doesn't do it a lot because he wanted to do it at WrestleMania. And he was able to do it. And it was incredible. Like, PWG Mania. Perfect. So happy with that match. Like, very, very pleased. Happy for Cesaro because it, 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 like, beat my expectations. What's next for Cesaro? What do you think? I don't know. We got to keep building him. Like we basically just, you know, if you want to really push him, push him, but like do it over the course of time because you've been like flip flopping with him for a long time. So you need a stable run to ultimately get there. You know, if he's going to be in the title picture, leave it until next year, like have him win the rumble. Oh, but, that would be interesting. But I that's the thing about having him do that. But that's the thing. Like, don't let him even come close to the title until that. Like, but don't take him off TV ever. 
<laughs> like if you yeah. want that to happen, he needs to be a, a, a permanent fixture on Friday nights for the remainder of this year, all the way up until then. So I agree. Don't, don't put him up with Roman right away. Don't, mm-hmm. don't put him right up there because unless, unless you have him come in just to get squashed by Roman, but even then it looks bad for Cesaro. He's already been up and down so many times. And it's not even about 50, 50. It's just positioning on the card. He's been tossed up and down so often that it just, it wouldn't do him any good to go up with Roman, get beat by Roman and then have to rebuild again. We're on the ascent with Cesaro. It's time to continue the ascent with Cesaro. And like you were just saying, give it time. And you know what you could do? Like you have so much talent on SmackDown right now that you could have someone in the title picture by the end of next year, no doubt. But like build it up slowly over time and have it be like Cesaro has the story of being a guy who's older, who didn't think he was ever going to happen for him. Right. Like he, he was content to just be where he was and thought that time had passed him by. Um, at least for the main title picture situation. But if you build it up and like really put it up there, boom, you've got an amazing story from Mania. You've got an amazing Royal Rumble win. Or build Big E simultaneously. Position him as a viable can Like if you build up like four or five guys as like potential Rumble winners and like really take the year to do that, you could make something really special because they'll all be fighting each other. You could have an array of matches throughout the year of like five top contenders vying for that next spot while Roman continues to be the head of the table beaten down, you know, one or two of them here and there. Um, and then just ultimately build to like four satisfying potential conclusions for the Royal Rumble. Something like that, you know? Yeah. And on the other side of things, what's next for Seth Rollins? He takes another L at WrestleMania. Uh, you've got Big E. We're going to get into that in a minute. He's he's on the losing end of things. Uh, do we have a new face that comes in? Maybe challenges Rollins. What what do you want to see? What do you think? What do you want to see? That's the thing. Like, there's plenty of opportunities if we had a Seth uh, like face Seth um, after this. But I don't know. They had the opportunity to rebrand him. This gimmick is tough, especially now that it's just become a one note joke about him dressing like a goof. Um, <laughs> if he was a face, he could have been. He could have stepped up and been one of those challenges for Roman's title while we build four or five other talents, right? Like he could have had a made a little main event run. I don't, I wouldn't want to see him unseat Roman, but that could have stretched out over a, a pay-per-view or two. Um, but here, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, <laughs> this creative has nothing for that. I have no idea what to do with that other than to, uh, again, go back and just give him a decent stable of followers. Yeah, fine by me. We're going to, again, we're going to find out by, by Friday when we get to SmackDown. It could be, who knows, could be Buddy Murphy again. It could be it could be Nakamura. We could tell a story with, with all of them again. You're right. Maybe there is a stable involved. But speaking of stables, I mean, Apollo and Big E. Uh, Apollo now has a, a new a new friend, Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz, who that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the former Dabakato made his return at WrestleMania unexpected for really everyone. Wale, by the way, had a wonderful performance of Biggie's theme. It was so good to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the, the Nigerian drum match, you and I talked about what it could be, what it should be. And then what it ended up being fucking symphony of destruction match. Yeah. It was actually like a, that one was a huge letdown for me. <laughs> yeah. For me like too. It, had, and it, it had a few decent spots, but then they just put it to bed all too quickly. And, and, they put it was just the canes. They just used Singapore canes and, and like I Which don't I hate. Understand. I'm so sick of watching those now at this point. Like it's like it feels like the only thing that gets constantly used since they can't use chairs anymore. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. Vince McMahon now has a audio fetish. Everything has to be like sound perfect every theme has some sort of uh of signature at the beginning of it you've got the short the sword the sword sheath easy for me to say for drew mcintyre you've got the arrow for ricochet you had alistair black creaking up on his entrance when he comes up on the board like that that's a vince mcmahon entrance thing that he does now everything needs an audio signal well, uh, and so with the canes are the same way they're loud yeah and but you can't slap your leg um <laughs> But like, man, I don't know. Maybe he should turn his attention toward Bailey and Seth. Oh no, they changed Seth's theme now. So I guess that did get into his focus. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. Uh, but Apollo, in the meantime, it looked great in the match. Yep. I mean, Big E looked good. Uh, I'm just hoping that Big E starts moving upwards as well. This is his time to start moving up. But again, I don't know if he can even go up towards Roman Reigns. Who can do it at this point? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he could get there eventually. But again, I still think it's a longer term story, right? Like, it's going to take a while to properly build it. So. Uh, yeah, I just, I wish that could have been better. Uh, Apollo building stable. Is that what we're up to now? Or is he just going to have his big man? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, he had the, the other two soldiers. The, the The military garb is confusing and weird to me. I don't know where that's really coming from. Like... Yeah, he came out at one time to do a promo and he had two military yeah. men, you know, by his side. Same, hated uh, that. So, yeah, I get it. It was just like a little bit of a too far callback because I don't think people were remembering that. Um, on the other hand of things, I I think if you had done the idea that we had for the Nigerian drum match where there were people at ringside hitting drums and just getting louder and softer, maybe if you put them all in masks or maybe there was just one big mass drummer and yeah, you would have been able to be like, that guy's going to get involved, but at least it would have been a, a very interesting story to tell within the confines of the match. And yeah. now way Dabakato would have debuted through that. And that's the, that I think would have been better. Like I, re- I actually remembered the, the soldier thing. I just thought it was stupid. Um, yep. and then we brought this in. Someone said he looked like Gaddafi, which is not Ooh. totally incorrect, I guess. Um, the, the, the shirt is pointless. Like what, what's his history going to be as a commander? Like, I don't know. I guess just look at who on the roster has Nigerian ancestry and that's who we can guess will might end up in the stable. If there's no one else really, then it's going to be, it's not even going to be that way because he's, um, uh, Try to remember, Babatunde is like he's sorry, Polish. Commander but Aziz, he's yeah, half Polish and he's half. I forget what it the, said. Nigerian on the is. wiki, which is the only reason I brought it up at all because that, I was like, oh, okay, if that's my it, first, then. my first instinct was like, that guy even Nigerian. <laughs> like, and then I looked it up and like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> all right, you know who I? Logan Paul eats a big stunner, does it well off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of missed that. Both men had, as uh, KO and Sammy, I should say, uh, had a sprint of a match, a good showing again. And this Sammy looking super upset in defeat, but like he'll bounce back on Friday and have something that'll just erase whatever happens to him at WrestleMania. Yep, pretty much. Always. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kevin Owens is getting closer to Rattlesnake territory. He's just, he'll take anyone out. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. It. You know, and maybe we'll get to see it next time if WWE doesn't decide to make eight cuts in the half second between him kicking and him yanking. Yep. All right. Well, here we go. We're that match to was it. also, I will say, a little bit underwhelming. It was. It had great spots. It was very good. But you know, I had crazy expectations because his mania is KO. Maybe he shouldn't set that. <laughs> that you thought he was going to jump off the pirate ship. I, yeah, I, I just always think he's going to do something crazy. But you know what? You've earned it, KO. Take the year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he took the W, so that's good enough. Exactly. Now, oh, here we go. Mm. The women's tag. Tag turmoil. Mm. Not great. This didn't work out how we were hoping. <laughs> not only that, but the match itself was not great. Oh, no, it was not. <laughs> there were moments, I mean, Billy Kay mimicking mm-hmm. Carmella's entrance was golden. It was exactly as it should have been. Yep. Uh, the, the two worked well as a team together. They did that one moment that got Lana and Naomi eliminated from the match, which pissed me off, but whatever. That's just, yeah. um, and we'll get, we'll get there in a minute. They were gone so fast, man. And, and the way that they were taken out at least left them with some sort of recourse to be like, what the hell? We deserve an opportunity because of this. Anyway. So no, night one, Lana the did match something was to piss whatever. off Vince. That's what happened. <laughs> I, don't I, what. I doubt that because here we are, we get through night one. And of course, you know, uh, <laughs> no tab Natty and, and my favorite Tamina, they win the match and they go on to night two and the night two match was better for the women's tag Shania versus Natty and Tamina. Fine. They wanted to do their, ho- their Andre, uh, Hogan moment, whatever, whatever the stupid shit was. The result was never in doubt at that point. Shania was going to win. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I don't know. It, it was a good match. It wasn't like incredible. That story to me is dull. The Ken Tamina slam Naya, and it just it, it unfolded very slowly, and the pace was just kind of slow. And I just meh. meh. And sh- oh meh my god! But Shayna does love kicking people in the face, which I love. <laughs> she just goes for it. Just just shoot shoot boot to the face. <laughs> so the next night, 
Next night, we get on Raw. <clears throat> this is where... Now we're going to get into the Raw matches at WrestleMania mixed That'll in with the Raw after Mania and what we have to deal with. <sighs> okay. So first of all, Tamina was super over with the crowd in Tampa. Yeah. I'm all about that. And then they built up to, to like Tamina slamming Nia Jax, which was whatever. And then the slam itself was just not great. Not Nia great. just couldn't get up for, for Tamina and it just no good. Nope. <sighs> so Notesap Natty gets her mania moment. Me Mandy gets the tag title story. And why? What does this accomplish? Like, what are we doing here? Everyone at the end of this was worse off. Yeah, tells everything me everything went to hell. This tells me they had no plan whatsoever for it. And if they did, it was so bad that they were willing to jump on whatever the hell came up. Yeah, they jumped on the first meme, right? Exactly. Which is like not a story. <laughs> It could have been as easy as a shocking win for Lana and Naomi, who went to Adam Pierce early in the day and said, hey, look at this footage. This is garbage. Give us a tag title shot. And then they shock the world and they win the tag titles. And then you can literally end the Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler project, go separate ways, whatever that is, and then start doing something with the women's tag division. Instead, we get this whole meme tripping over each other, getting scared of Nia and then they got scared of her because she tripped and got upset. She was getting angry. Urgh! She was so mad that she was going to. Is that what that was? Win a match. Like... It's all it was. And it was all she was getting tripped up because of karma. Oh, man. And for some reason, Dana and Mandy think that a count out loss is going to get them a world tag team title match or that it's the same as winning a match. Because wins and losses clearly don't matter. That that whole thing made zero sense to me. And like, I like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And I like them as a tag team. And I like that they've unified their look minus the hair making them look absolutely identical. Um, but aside from that, like, I like it. It feels like there's another actual tag team. And I think they work good together. And I think they're both decent enough workers that they deserve to be featured in that position. It's just like, this is awful. Like, well, <laughs> That's nothing. Why did they walk away? The worst part of all of this to me is going to be when Mandy and Dana win the tag titles because Nia Jax gets angry, gives them the title match, slips on the proverbial banana peel, and then gives Mandy and Dana the win. Yeah. Like, we're doing this because somebody fell down. In the rain. Yeah. On a slippery carpet. Like, like. It just it just screams like, oh, we literally had zero plan for this whatsoever. We just did whatever to give someone a match, which is like you have an entire staff working on this and all of the wrestlers who pitch like. Yeah. And and, and again, like you can going back to uh, Nia and Shayna, at least on the Shayna side of things, she can beat up Nia after losing those tag titles for giving that match and getting so, you know, so involved that that she gave the match and then lost the match because she got overzealous and she slipped and blah, blah, blah. But then Nia's a face because she got beat up by Shayna for losing the tag. T- like Shayna and has everything to gain from this. That. <laughs> yeah. she, and that's the thing. Shayna has so much to gain and, and she's gained a lot of character from being in a tag team because before that she was just MMA girl who beat people up and that yep. was fine in NXT, but it doesn't work in the Vince McMahon land. That's I get that. I understand that her being with Nia was actually a great opportunity for her to show off more facials, more comedy, at least be a little more well-rounded as a character. Cause that's what WWE expects of their performers. It's a variety show. Yeah. And instead, you know, this is different. It, it, it won't just be Vince McMahon sitting there being like, Oh, she's so MMA. It'll be something else. Yeah, which is which is really good for her, which is the silver lining. I appreciate you having pulled out here because, like, we were literally just writing a story based in absolutely nothing. It seems, <laughs> yeah, like whatever for whatever reason they just wanted to bully the hell out of Lana for a few weeks and put her through a bunch of tables, ultimately for nothing. And the problem is they like her. They see things like Vince McMahon sees Lana as a potential big star. And a lot of people do because a lot of people have changed their minds. Having seen that she works hard, she tries, she wants to do better. She, she obviously comes to work. Yeah. I I don't get it. And they could have had it done. She could have been built. (laughs) Like, yeah. All right, we get to Riddle and Sheamus at WrestleMania. Sheamus wins the match, wins the U.S. title. It's a great match. He deserved it. It's a very physical match. Kicked Riddle in the teeth, which was 
excellent. So Very beautiful. Happy made it all like honestly, we had seen all the other stuff before, but that was just a beautiful cherry on the top, uh, like to to just make it all worth it. That was a special WrestleMania moment. <laughs> I, I love upside down kicked in the face. And they keep trolling Sheamus because they keep giving him the U.S. title when it's the Intercontinental Championship. It's the only one that he hasn't won in <laughs> WWE. Uh, Universal Championship notwithstanding. But yeah, like yeah. that's the only one standing in the way of a Grand Slam title for him, which Hilarious. makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, here's the big problem with that. Next night on Raw, where the hell is Sheamus? Oh, so much riddle, though. We got so much riddle. He's on Raw Talk. I get it. I don't care, though. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Neither am I. And I used to watch Raw Talk. And then and then they did the stupid Peyton Royce and Mustafa Ali and the, the uh, did I'm cutting unscripted promos because social media is going to think I'm the best. And then they don't do anything with it. So what the hell's the point? There's only yeah, so much it's, stock it's you put in there. not for anything, yeah. And then on the other side of things, Riddle ends up opening up the show against Bobby Lashley, both getting the shit kicked out of him, thankfully. And what does it do? Fine. They're just going to keep they're going to keep beating, beating the shit out of Riddle. You know why? Because it means that they're building him as an underdog, sympathetic babyface. And the next thing you know, Tim, he's Mr. Brony in the bank. Yeah, I, I, I that's that seems likely. Hopefully Vince gets bored of him because that happens. Let's hope he goes the way that Otis went. (laughs) By all accounts, Vince loves him. I loved Otis. (laughs) Why can't we see eye to eye, Vince? Because Otis doesn't look like Matt Riddle. Yeah, I suppose (sighs) that's fair. Uh, Whatever, at least he got kicked in the face. It was beautiful. Yes, and and got choked the hell out by Lashley on Raw, which was fantastic. So let's move to Lashley and Drew McIntyre from night one of WrestleMania, opening up the entire show, which was so weird because that was after 40 minutes of promos and rain delays and who knows what, but an excellent match. I had to watch it a second time because the first time I couldn't understand why we weren't getting it, why it was so tough, and then I figured it out. The crowd wasn't back in their seats yet. No, they were yeah. still figuring it all out and getting you know situated. And after the delay, so like the announcing wasn't at the table. They were still waiting, and Byron's mic was still not working. So like it was just scramble. You could feel it. Like you could tell the vibe was off because like I knew how badly like Drew wanted to come back and do something special there, and it just like the the delays and the vibe was just completely different. Like things were off um the match was good like i was happy with it ultimately but it, it just did not have that that spark and i think that makes a lot of sense like i had a i had attributed it to nerves but i think just everything getting kind of screwed up is what did it so so we get to the second half of the match picks up you got the hurt lock finished which was really good watching drew just pass out and now drew's the number one contender again uh, yeah, like, okay, having him lose the way he did was the right call. Happy with it. No no complaints. Again, I would have been happy with whoever whoever won that match. Um, I really like Drew. A lot of people seem to not. More than I thought. <laughs> Discovered that this weekend. Drew's not as <laughs> over as I thought he was. But I'm a big, I'm a big Drew fan. Everyone else can go to hell. Uh, but he was kept strong by that finish, minus the weird, like, look. But, it, like, for once, WWE did a, a distraction finish that wasn't stupid as all hell. Like, it was a quick, like, turned his head, and then, boom, knocked the hell out. So. Right. Um, okay. Then the, the, so the triple threat was fine. They, it does the steal the pin. It's good. Uh, thoughts on Mason T-Bar, by the way? Coming out at the end of the match, taking out Drew McIntyre. What do you think? One, no reason that Cedric and Shelton couldn't just be doing that. <laughs> that that frustrates me. Two, if you're going to do that, take off the damn masks, which I assume is going to happen next week. Why didn't they do it before coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I agree. And instead, they're going to keep their masks on. And if they're wearing suits while wearing the mask, I would laugh. I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think they're taking the masks off because they're trying to market the characters as as IP. They're not trying to market, you know, uh, Dio Madden and and Dijakovic. Oh my they're trying God. to get Mason T-Bar over. So, uh, <laughs> I guess it's going to persist long after the death of that awful, awful idea. Yep. And listen, I thought it would be Braun Strowman winning this match because earlier. Same. Uh, 
Yeah, earlier it was, uh, uh, sorry, Lashley said that he was interested in working with Braun. I, I think that so, would be good too. I have no complaints with that. I think that would have been better. I think it's weird to drag this out longer that like Drew's going to lose at Backlash, I think. And yeah, then I, they do this all the time. It feels like they do this all the time. Like they, they just play Backlash is the lamest pay-per-view because it's almost always just like a repeat where you know all the finishes. <laughs> like... um now next thing you know they've added randy orton to the match to the triple threat number one contendership match and considering the fiend story apparently it's over it's over that's randy coming out and being like no i'm done with that like that is him just coming out and being like we're not even gonna try to make this like have any narrative sense i'm just done I i won I won, and the fiend's a cool guy who just accepts defeat graciously when he knows he's lit. When he knows he's licked, we're moving on. That, I'm okay. Randy Orton. <laughs> <sighs> Flashback WrestleMania. The match starts off hot. The fiend leaps off the box. He did the thing. Listen, when he did the thing that I said he would do, shedding his skin, reboot the character. No reason. It just happens. I was cackling. I was hoping he, he would it. shed his skin in ring, not like. <laughs> just come out with uh, a shiny dumb mask fancy fancy you gotta you gotta make it magical uh, uh, wonderful the entrances were cool randy had the white gear fiended the whole like trapped in a box like he's the weekend at the super bowl and then alexa had the oil change finish <laughs> yeah <laughs> saw a meme i saw an awful meme on the internet about that and it was something like when you're <laughs> God, when you're blowing tin man, he doesn't tell you when he's done. Oh no! no. Come on, you did what? Sorry, the- <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh. Okay, so the next night we go on to Raw, and Alexa says that the darkness nurtured her; it protected her, and that when the fiend left, she wondered if she ever needed him at all. And now we have Lily. First of all, the first thing I thought of was how I met your mother. I was just thinking of Marshall's Marshall's wife, Lily. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's Allison Hannigan. Yeah, is that that one? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that's her. That's her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was an awful show. So there you go. <laughs> and so there's a theory going around that Lily is actually uh, Nikki Nikki Cross as a way to kind of like full circle this whole thing because Nikki and Alexa started having the feud when Alexa was kidnapped by the Fiend, and then Nikki was like trying to be her friend again that was the whole thing so maybe lily is nikki and nikki is just this evil demonic character come back as if she's sanity nikki i i don't know i don't want to get that far into it yeah because it cause, makes too much sense for them yeah what i'm telling you right now is that i don't think there's any anything to this i don't think there's ever been a plan i think it's a, a hot mess and they just wanted to do some weird reset um i think that the the stuff with nikki cross is again people trying to make meaning out of nothing like there's just no it's nonsense so like this this ended way worse than i even could have imagined like i honestly thought that it would have been interesting at the very least but this was a was barely a match and like the 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 whole story amounted to absolutely nothing so again going back to fightful vince and bruce changed the finish over the weekend to that alexa surprise to that that tin exactly, man thing there's no plan to any of this like it's just delusional nonsense like this is you can't have supernatural characters and not have a plan because it's stupid like, well the Rand man shells out twenty thousand dollars to bring his family to mania so randy has to win even though other talent pushed for bray to win i i i would say that randy also pushed for bray to win because randy's smart enough to know but there was no end game given there was no planning ahead outside of Randy being written off of TV for a, a good period, a good amount of time. What that means, I don't know. But at the end of the day, that's that's just what's coming out of Fightful. But he, Bray comes out, does the Firefly Funhouse reboot sketch, and he says he's healed and that there's going to be no more. What was it? No more. Um, no more something clout the, chasing. No more clout chasing in the simulation. I was saying like, what the? What in the? F- anyway. So here's the thing. Lily and the Fiend will have to have some sort of interaction but wwe doesn't exactly do intergender 
Unless Randy's involved. I, th- You know what? I think they might just be completely separate. I think they just might want two of these atrocities running wild. And they're going to leave it with Alexa to do her thing in the women's division eventually. Although now they've got a triple threat with, you know, the, the triple threat for backlash is all but certain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad, man. This is not a good, this is a bad look. I don't know what their plan is because they definitely don't have one. That, that that's That's what the case is right now. I understand that this is theater. I understand that there's different. No, man, theater has scripts most of the time. Yeah, there is no there's no reason for this to be operating on the plane that it exists. It needed it needed an end point. It needed to be written from the back front like a traditional story would this is and and i guess again soap operas and things kind of change all the time and we're really good at not shitting on everything but man they did a good job of making us want to change our value system for today. this was just so frustrating because again i think bray wyatt is creative and clever and like he's not the most engaging wrestler but he does come up with interesting characters they just keep getting squandered i thought that like the wyatt family was this genius idea and it just never became what i wanted it to become because they can't like i don't know they just don't manage him well at all yeah so let's get into the raw tag team titles moving on onward and hopefully a little bit upward almost is way over aj yeah. wins the tag titles gets his his grand slam championship in a good match it was entertaining no one was shocked by the result because the no. new day will always bounce back and they'll always be good so the next night no AJ, no Omos. <laughs> New Day are there, and they laugh off the loss, which is weird to me because, you know, they should be at least a little bit angry about they losing did that titles. Last time to, they did that exact same thing last time they lost the titles. They just, like, laughed it off. That was the thing, because they're the New Day. <laughs> and, and and I get, like, there's a... There, there's this weird like subsection of wrestling fandom where it's like, you can't make fun of the New Day. They're always going to be clowns. But there's a certain amount that also understands that if you're going to tell a story about a title match and they lose it and they lose it quite, quite, you know, not easily, but they, they lost it quite decisively. If you're going to tell that story, at least be a little upset, a little. I'm just, I want someone to say, yeah, we lost and that sucked, but we're not going to get down because it was the new day, blah, 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 blah. At least acknowledge something. The weird part, they've had those moments. They have had like the nuanced moments where they get serious and they get emotional and they talk about frustration and like, you know, they, they appear to have human characters because they're very good. Like they're so good at what they do, but it's like whoever is writing them when they lose titles basically has to shut them up. Like I feel like... Like they have tons of great ideas and they will happily cut promos that make a hell of a lot of sense, but they're being told not to or something because the exact same thing happened when Kofi lost the title. Like he gets squashed and then they're just back to being the new day. And there's like no real mention of it until they need to give him another little push later on. Like it, it just falls to the wayside. It's fine. <laughs> and then how do you make the new day whole again? You put him up in a match against Elias and the racist. Yeah. And they win because they besmirched the honor of tag team wrestling, which yes, if you're in the WWE, you are besmirching it daily. So (laughs) chill. They win, but not without the racist getting a lot of offense in so much. Sure. They're going to build those two and who knows where it goes. Meanwhile, the racist and Elias also were flanking Shane McMahon to the ring in his match against Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. It delivered. It was fun. It was a good match. And it ended differently than we expected. Yeah, much better. I honestly really enjoyed that match. <laughs> like, no complaints. Pulling through the cage. Wonderful. I loved it. The Great random spot. toolbox on top of a cage was an interesting idea. Sure. <laughs> I would have just put random tools in there. I think that would have been funnier, mm-hmm. but whatever. A big red toolbox. Again, I'm. I, this plays into my Vince McMahon is having vision problems because of the audio cues. He needs bright red shiny objects to know what they are. <laughs> it's... Oh. Uh, and now there's no need for Shane to show up again until uh, SummerSlam or something. He made he made in 2020. Did you know that he made over eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars as a talent? As a talent, my my rent's really high. Thank you for being heard. <laughs> you know who else worked really hard was Bad Bunny. He did. He delivered. Yeah, he, he made did. me He's- happy. He, he really did. Oh praise. my god. He, he worked incredible. really hard, man. He was so good. 
And what's funny is that Damien Priest also looked good, but Damien Priest is a wrestler, so he was overshadowed <laughs> by Bad Bunny's breakup That was so unexpected. Like, wow. Wow. This was a, an absolute shock. <laughs> you know what? They, they spent a lot of time prepping for the match, and I'm looking forward. I said it on the uh, on the Fightful Watch Along on Twitch that Miz, Miz and Mrs. is going to have so much Bad Bunny content, and it's going to be so good. But like they spent so much time prepping for the match and it looked good. Oh. And John Morrison taking a destroyer outside of the ring. And, and it's perfect because he had his hands placed under Bad Bunny's butt just in case things went wrong. He had a good little things work to a Morrison took the Falcon arrow in that stereo set. Uh, and yeah, I mean, listen, it got to the point where Randy Orton, Randy Orton of all people puts over Bad Bunny on the bump instead of instead of a promo for the fiend going into Sunday's WrestleMania. It was uh, jaw dropping, like just a stunning performance again, night one, just it was special, man. <laughs> it felt it like was. a mania for the, for the first time in a while for me. So it, it was a fun match and overall, you know, bad bunny is done. He's got a tour announced for next year. There's a nice yep. payoff on all sides. He's good. He could show up again. Who knows? But for now, they, they paid it off well. Triple H handing him the case had a lot of people being like, oh, shit, it's money in the bank. But no, it was just a nice Hitachi but- magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> the skull. It yeah, was it was nice. I, I thought it was cute. I think it was Hideous a nice microphone. But yeah, it was good payoff. <laughs> and then raw happened. And Damien Priest loses the moment Bad Bunny is gone and he looks like a bitch. Yeah, it was not what I wanted to see. Underwhelming start. Him and him and Rhea both having a rough <laughs> start on Raw. I'll That's that next. Much. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't care about feet on the ropes. I don't care about pants on ankles. Maurice <laughs> is wonderful. Morrison break, teasing a breakup is way, way fun. I Very want that. Fun. Yeah. But man, do they make him look like a dumb bitch. Yeah, yeah, it didn't didn't look great for Damien. I really, I really him like him. Like, I don't know what yeah. the hell is going on. He doesn't need to be in a title story. God knows I'm not advocating for that. But not he yet. needs to rack up no. wins. He needs to look good. He needs to build himself as a world beater in order to even sniff a title. And it just doesn't make any sense what they're doing, what they did this past week. And I anyone think- who's going to tell me, let it play out. I'm sorry. The moment that he lost the star, they made him look like a bitch. They're having a hard time with balancing people right now. It feels like they don't know who to squash. They need people to lose and they can't decide. It feels like we're low on time. So Rhea Ripley and Asuka, they do it twice. A match so subpar nice. We had to do it twice. The Mania match is fine. It just never got out of the gate. The Raw match wasn't any better. They clearly didn't have any chemistry and that's okay. Same thing. The first half of the match was good, and then they started having botches all over the place. And that sucks, man. I like both of these women. I yeah, talk about me too. them I very, really, very openly. I really like Rhea Ripley, and she can't cut a promo. She sounds canned as hell. Every she was time looking she right now. Instead of looking into the camera, instead of looking at the interviewer who was right here, she was looking over here and talking. Yeah, it's weird man because she's great i don't know what's going on and like their match yeah they have zero chemistry at least on raw it was the slowest pace like and they every strike was like a mile away it just it, it looked bad like they were missing out on falling a down there. like you can tell a story in a match without having a giant build but their story in the match wasn't a story at all it didn't work at WrestleMania and at the next night on Raw. The, the, you know what the story of the match was on Raw? It was when is Charlotte going to show up? Because yeah. next thing you know, the probably the best part about Raw, and that's not saying much because I didn't care much for this, was a Charlotte promo. Yeah, she which came it in, definitely was the best thing on Raw. She calls herself that bitch, and then so does Jade Cargill. Everyone does. Everyone. We talk, <laughs> also mysteriously we absent, speaking of random absences. God, no one's showing up for work this week. I like that Charlotte calls herself the opportunity. That was good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, she turns heel by becoming heel Charlotte again. That's yeah, nothing that's, big. I don't know. Okay, people who are good. like, oh, it's so great. It's fine. Whatever. Now, what do you do with the women's division? She Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley wins a title. It's an opportunity for a fresh start. 
the women's division needs more credibility than just Oscar, Rhea, and Charlotte. But here's the problem. Everyone's tagged up. Alexa is doing paranormal activity. Nikki Cross is MIA. Mia Yim is MIA. Also relatively unknown to viewers. You got to build her. Peyton Royce is lost again, but she's got to keep getting her reps in. Becky didn't return at Mania, which made me laugh. Because she just yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> they were real like, butthurt about it too. Everyone was so upset. Like I was just like, y'all need to chill the hell out. Like my favorite needs to come when she says she will. My dad said he'd do the same when he went out for those cigarettes ten years ago. <laughs> like she's Sorry. fine. She's good. She's good. Like I'm not that bloody. Like they have plenty of talented people. In the meantime, let her yeah. have a freaking maternity leave. Holy hell. There's a lot of dread surrounding Rhea winning the title and then immediately dropping it to Charlotte. I think so much so that it's not the case. I don't think that Rhea is going to drop it right away to Charlotte. Could it happen down the line? Sure. But we got to get a story there first. If they do it right away, my God, that that's going to be absolutely just the worst. I don't know if I can just handle to make, that, man. <laughs> just well, no, their explanation is going to be that Rhea is going to be better in the chase than as the champion, which is bullshit but anyway she's she running should be a face time. why are we making her a face why is Rhea not just being like aggressive Rhea? and mean so I, I will say this i was in the thunderdome for all three hours of rot no one should ever do that oh and i was told to cheer both oscar and Rhea ripley but they piped in booze for Rhea ripley <laughs> very strange don't know what they were doing oh We'll see where Rhea Ripley lands on Raw. She is a good wrestler. We know this. We said this. We don't stand yeah. against this. But you know, we're we're waiting on we're waiting on more. She's so great. We'll they got to figure it out. Like <laughs> that's just a, that's a snapshot from WrestleMania. Raw had so many other things. The Viking Raiders are back. Great. Yes. Cool. Uh, Adam squash Cedric and Shelton for no reason because we. Adam Verk had his first night on Raw. That was good. I think he's fine. I think he's going to take some time to get used to. I, Wrestling fans take a lot to get normal, to get, you know, to, to get that balance. Look, do. I don't they, mind him. I think he sounds like a dork, but he's green, which is fine. I can appreciate that. <laughs> of the three, why Tom Phillips? I liked him. So Phillips is moving to 205 Live. He That's also does terrible. a lot. That sucks no, because he, is it his choice? Tom Phillips, no, too, yes, but Tom Phillips also does a lot of behind the scenes work for WWE. Okay. Okay, he fine. does a lot of just like Michael Cole. He's basically Michael Cole's shadow because eventually Cole's going to be done. Hopefully. And the hope is that he's Phillips kind great. of takes he over. Brutalized the finish of uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't really feel with Michael Cole. I don't feel bad because honestly, Cole is an excellent ring announcer for what he has to do and the shit he has to listen to during the show. Yeah, he's I very think good that at more than compartmentalizing the work. Yeah, true. So. Like, I, I don't blame him like. Let's get you primed up for NXT, shall we? Because that's happening yeah. in 10, uh, about 13 minutes. I I had everything laid out with TakeOver. I, maybe I'll just post these notes on the internet. Who knows? But for now, let's move on. Uh, your Tuesday TakeOver, Tuesday NXT preview. We have an eight-person tag match. The way we got Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, Austin Theory, taking on the team of Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Shossie Blackheart, and Ember Moon. Uh, all of these people, except for Austin Theory, were involved in TakeOver. Gargano and Reed had a great match. Very fun. The women's tag was okay. I liked Ember Moon doing the... Uh, the shake, rattle, and roll for Road Dog, who was yep. uh, at home yeah. after you know having a heart attack. It's great. It's very sweet. Indy's first takeover. Candice is clearly a women's locker room leader. She'll get better. She'll not get better, but she'll keep getting her roses as she does the work she's doing. Um, what do we see next? Do we see Tian Shah maybe challenging Shotzi Number for the women's tag titles? Uh, I don't know. They might drag it out with this. I'm curious, but um, that would be good. I think. Uh, Dexter, Dexter isn't put, gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's not gone, and he put LA Knight to sleep. And LA Knight also had a little bit of a back and forth with Johnny Gargano after the Battle Royal a few weeks ago. So, do we see LA Knight get involved? Maybe give Johnny the pin on Dexter Loomis, and we see LA Knight and Johnny Gargano start a feud. We talked about this. My joke feud for them was that they both kind of jaw jack and say, I can do anything better than you. And then they do something like they go shoot hoops and be like, oh, I'm going to get this three pointer. And they both just suck. I'm going to go bowling. I'm going to bowl a strike and no one can hit a strike. And it's just everyone sucks except they're good at wrestling. Just pure arrogance. Yeah, that, yes. would, be, that would be very entertaining, actually. I could get behind I would that. love to watch it. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is the new NXT women's champion. We're going to hear from her on NXT this tonight in a little bit. If you're watching live, 
Uh, their match takeover, Io and Raquel, was very strong. It was cut for time, by the way. Uh, it worked. It worked for Gonzalez because she's never been in those deep waters in a single. Yeah, it was good. It was still very good. Eo uh, carried much of it. She worked her butt off, but yeah. you know Raquel looked great. The the final the, the final moments of her with that title looked good. She's big though, so how does she stay atop the division? We find out. And where does Dakota Kai factor in? I mean, eventually she'll turn, and they'll have a few. <laughs> we, we find this out. Rain. Yeah, yeah. We find out. Does someone turn on the other? Is this is someone a heel? Someone faces it. Shades of gray. Blah blah blah. Does Tegan Knox look poised to return? She was injured six months ago, so. I don't know. That's there's still maybe some time on her. I mean, they aren't joking when they say they have like just a ton of talent in that division. There are so many possible like potential competitors. There's so many directions. We'll find out. I think quite a bit tonight. Like I, Frankie I, Monet CNN debuts started. tonight. Frankie Monet debuts. Sorry, I, sorry to talk all over you, but yeah, it's oh, yeah. Frankie's. That's the big one. Uh, Saray is also a, a highly touted new signee. So there's some placement there. Uh, new tag champs, new tag champs, MSK take on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. MSK had a stellar performance in that triple threat match at TakeOver. Not shocked by the by the win, but didn't expect it either. No, I, I did. I did. I think that they're, Legato. you know, they're real. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, there's more work to be done with their individual, like their them as a tag team in terms of their profile. Like they're Santos's cronies right now, so. Uh, they all worked hard, man. They, they. Yeah. I like that there were a lot of big spots. Wesley uh, having his hand focused on was nice. That was, was good. It was beautiful chaos. Like it was a really great, well, well put together match. Like really enjoyed yeah. that. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick becoming number one contenders for the tag titles is whatever. It makes sense. Brizongo yeah, needs need something else. You need something for MSK to lose or to yeah. to win to win over. So. MSK will look strong in the match. I mean, Grizzly Young Veterans the next is the next big match, the one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Killian Dane is turning on Drake Maverick after this match. <laughs> when yeah, they which lose. is a shame. I like them as a little bit of a comedy duo. But what I want to see, I want to see Killian Dane join Imperium tonight. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to happen. <laughs> because they had that backstager where Wolf was talking to Dane yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. I want to see that start, oh, but he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as someone. I guess you could have him as a like a weird sore thumb in it. That would be kind of amusing. <laughs> no, he he could be the big man who wrestles really well, because people know Killian Dane right now is like the destroyer, but he can wrestle. Okay, well, let him learn. Let him learn the ranks, and then we can send Drake to the cruiserweight division. It wouldn't hurt him. Get him back into there. Have him maybe get a title shot with Santos Escobar in a few months after you've yeah. built Drake Maverick a bit. There's room there. Speaking of Santos Escobar, the Santos Escobar open challenge tonight. It's uh, again, big head got big headed way back to the UK, lost his match. Fine. Forget him. Don't care. Whatever. Good, Legato good coming job. out. Yep. Legato coming out, helping Santos Escobar during the match. Great. It's a ladder match. It's no DQ. Get into it. Good, great spots in that. I mean, you know, kudos to Big Headed Idiot. He did some pretty beautiful things in it, despite being a Big Headed Idiot. Escobar looks like a star. Continues yes, to look like a star. His damn kid celebrated with him at the top of the ramp afterwards. That's a face move. He gave that his kid. That is a very face move. I was very after, confused. Was and like, then okay. backstage, he gave his kid Big Head's belt and said, This is yours. <laughs> it was perfect. That's great. Yeah, so who maybe comes out? Doing a little bit of a turn. Um, there's a lot of talent on 205 Live and a lot of people who like are do shots. So I think he's got a list of competitors that he can run through just to continue to build his his profile until he's ultimately ready to drop it and move on to like bigger titles. Mansoor is undefeated on 205 Live. Is it time? Yeah. If it's Dream, I swear to God. I don't think you're going to see him again. I think that I, I don't know. Like, it seems not good for him. <laughs> good for everyone <laughs> no, else. But they're not cutting him loose either. And they do this thing where they take him away and then bring him back. We'll see. We'll see. I Jackson Riker is true, is the only one of those douchebags with a job. So I guess the rest uh, of them are fine. They're just had a douche gimmick. Leon Ruff takes on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Going back to TakeOver during the Gauntlet Eliminator match, Leon Ruff was beat down by Swerve pre-match, shoved into the ring, beat down some more, pinned, and then out comes the next competitor. Great heat. Faster than I thought this this match happening tonight. Would thought uh, they no, built it. I think no? it's time to move Swerve forward. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked Swerve taking Grimes' money. Yeah, that was great. That was very... And then he, like, threw it hard at Ruff, which was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Grimes getting pinned by Swerve, though. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I could see Grimes costing Swerve the match tonight. Maybe give Ruff the win and let that feud be over and then let Grimes and Swerve start up. Who's the face? Grimes? No, they're, they're, they're both dickheads. Okay. And yes, Grimes is technically the face because people really love him for what he is. Yeah. He's a dickhead, but he's a good dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. And then opening up NXT tonight in about five minutes time, if you're watching us live, Karrion Cross, who had a much better match than I expected to take over, won a match that won the match, which that surprised me enough. I, shit. It was brutal. It was good. Yeah. He told a good story. It was anger. It was cockiness. It was fine. I, I kind of drifted in and out of like focus on it, but yeah. it was it was a good match. Uh, I do like what they've done with him by adding in the the stupid gladiator outfit. Damn, <laughs> I think that I think it bridges the gap between him being you know the the MMA hitman. Which thank you for introducing something else, um, and the weird fantastic stuff with his entrance like he could just be a grossly narcissistic combat guy <laughs> um somebody who's like of a warrior culture you know like that that i think fits with his grandiose entrance and is a better look for him and a more defined character so hopefully they continue with that finn balor's not advertised for tonight's show so i guess maybe they'll have him convalesce at home who knows same thing with uh cole and o'reilly they're doing a fallout video package about what happened after the show but otherwise it doesn't look like cole and o'reilly are on the show so the question becomes who comes out next to challenge carrying cross for that nxt championship that's a great question i don't know i truly don't know no one's there yet yeah yeah i guess the guy who lost against the other competitors like at the same time, he beat Kushida. He won that That's match. True. He did. He uh, did. Tim Thatcher, when he gets back, yeah. you can bring back Tim Thatcher. That could be a thing. But I think Tim Thatcher and Ciampa are still doing. I think Ciampa lost to Walter, so that's not really a thing. It could be a surprise. Yeah. It could be someone new. Someone. I, there's no one returning that I could think, unless it's that motherfucking dream. Uh, <laughs> that would be, that that would be the worst program. That would could be you imagine? What would they even... <laughs> How would that even work? Like, I can't think of a way in which they would interact that would make the slightest bit of sense. How to lose your viewership in one night. (laughs) I got, boss, I got a great idea. It's a big night. Let's give them a really big heel with a lot of heat. Oh, yeah. Let's pull in this criminally oversexed, like, like legitimately criminally oversexed weirdo. To fight this ultra serious guy. Like, oh, I don't know. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for tonight. I think it's going to be an excellent show. There's just a lot. I mean, I'm seeing in the chat Samoa Joe. I I don't hate that. That would be, I think that would be excellent actually, if he's in ring shape, like that would be very good for me. So obviously we're going back to the Adnan Verk, uh, hiring, Samoa Joe was off commentary. They didn't say that he was moving to SmackDown. They just said he's on the talent roster. Joe did all of the interviews for NXT this past week on the TakeOver panel or the TakeOver pre-shows. So maybe there's there's room there. I would, I would like to see it. Samoa Joe would be a very interesting take. I don't know if he wants to move down, but if he hasn't been in the ring for long enough, he can spend the time getting ready. Yeah, I think maybe Samoa Joe is going down. He might put over Cross. And I think he might be transitioning to more of a like backstage type role. Like how old is the guy? You can also have Joe lose and then go up to the main roster to do whatever he's done next. Exactly, exactly. So How old is Samoa Joe? Yeah, he's in his early forties. No, no, no. No, he's he's forty two. No, he's forty two. Okay. Yeah. 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 His birthday just passed, so he just turned forty two. Okay. Um, well, maybe he's still so, got some time on him, but like, uh, yeah, I could see him put it going down, putting over Carrion, and then coming back up to do either commentary or get in the ring. 
Done. Samojo is coming back tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here. Tim, we're at it. This is it. NXT starts now. Where can the kids find you on the internet? Wait, someone in the chat said that. So Alex Thomas. So he I said, said someone that. in the chat said that. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Make I sure didn't say his name, but yes. credit for this stuff. Uh, Tim, uh, people named Tim and also other people can find uh, me at Tim Stone P on Twitter. T-I-M-B-S-T-O-N-E-P. <laughs> Find the show with Tim and Joel Pod. Tell your friends, for the love of God, we love new voices in our chat. We love all the people who come and hang out with us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern at Tim and Joel Pod or timandjoelpod.com. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. And that's it for us. Go and enjoy NXT. Go and enjoy your week. And hopefully SmackDown this week is much better than Raw was last night. We'll see you next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern.